Do you have a scary story you want us to read on the show? Just call our voicemail hotline, 804-LA-SCARY. That's 804-537-2279. And now for something completely scary. Dogman in the thunderstorm. Welcome to Scary Story, the channel that tells you scary stories. Dogman in the Thunderstorm, as told to and read by Peter Bernard. One of my favorite things since I was a kid was sitting inside during a big summer thunderstorm watching scary old movies on TV. I say was because now thunderstorms genuinely unnerve me. What happened to change things? What happened was that I actually saw a real living dogman during a thunderstorm. And ever since then, the fear for me is very real. Now when it's a thunderstorm, there is no place I can go to feel safe. I think I might have some form of post-traumatic stress disorder which I know is not something to joke about. When there's thunder and lightning going on now, I lock myself in my room and pull the covers over my head like a little kid. I know that doesn't make sense, but nothing makes sense to me since that night when the dogman tried to get in at me. Let me start this story at the beginning. I was asked by a friend of a friend to watch this big old house that had recently been purchased by a young but rich showbiz couple who were going on a European vacation. They were in the process of renovating the place, but there were still rooms upstairs where it seemed nothing had been disturbed for generations. The new owners showed me a sliding panel leading to a secret passage to the basement they had found by accident and speculated that there might be more secret passageways and rooms in the old place. They told me it was alright to poke around, but I should be careful. They weren't going to get around to purchasing house insurance until they got back from their European vacation. They were delaying any further renovations or reconstruction work until they got back so they could supervise. Therefore, I was left completely alone and had the run of an entire old Adams Family-type mansion. The backyard was, I'm not exaggerating, a small lake and a forest. Like, imagine Central Park as your backyard. It was a wild and unkempt backyard, though. I walked a few hundred feet into the forest one day, looking to see if there might be a shortcut to the next town over through those trees. It got so overgrown that after a while, I realized I would need a machete to get through, so I turned back. When I took a shower later, I realized I'd become covered with ticks during my five minutes in the forest. This place had reverted to nature very quickly after the last owner died. Not having access to any car, I took to getting food delivered from one of those internet food delivery services and pretty much just hung out downstairs in the air-conditioned TV room with the big picture window 
looking out toward the jungle, I, I mean the forest. That is, until the day of the big thunder and lightning storm. This just, this wasn't just a big summer storm. This one stretched on all day and until dawn the next morning. Between the VHS and DVD collections my host had left here and YouTube, I had picked out an all-day marathon of spooky movies, all with at least one rainy scene in them to keep the theme going. I was like my own Robert Osborne for that day, curating a rainy day scary movie festival that nobody in the world would get to see except me and Dogman. I forget what I was watching. I think one of the old Universal horror movies. It had Lon Chaney Jr. in it as the Wolfman, but it also had Glenn Strange as the Frankenstein monster. Or, wait, was it Bela Lugosi? Either way, during one scene I heard a loud wolf howl that I had never heard in that film before. I shrugged it off, assuming this was a restored version of the film. Later, I distinctly heard the howl again, but this time from my left. I was shocked and stood immediately looking out the window to see what had made the noise. Right away, I started laughing at myself, though. The soundtrack must have been remixed into stereo, and this couple had a surround sound system installed in this room. I laughed at myself for being such a pro that a surround sound movie had me scared, and I settled back into the film. After it was done, I took a bathroom break and even took a shower, making some rainfall inside as well. I needed to relax a bit after the weird stereo howling from before. The shower made me feel human again, and I said a silent thank you, grateful that the only dangers I had to worry about were the ones manufactured by my own imagination. After shampooing, I used one of the homeowner's fancy expensive looking hair conditioners. It said to rub it into the hair then wait five minutes before rinsing it out. While I was waiting, I watched the rain pour and the lightning flash outside and I listened to the thunder. The water was pouring down so hard it was hard to make out any details of what was behind the house at all. It sure did look though like there was a man standing there, looking back at me. It must have been an illusion because why would a man be standing in the backyard near the woods in such a torrential downpour? I must be seeing something else that the rain is distorting to look like a man I announced to nobody at all, but I was unable to convince myself that this was the case. What the hell was that over there? After my shower, I walked around to different rooms in the mansion, trying to get a better view of whatever was out there. Finally, I found myself on the ground floor looking through the picture window with the homeowner's binoculars pressed to my eyeballs and still only able to make out a silhouette. I was about to shrug my shoulders and give up, deciding to wait until the rain was over to go look tomorrow when suddenly the dark figure moved. I think I screamed a bit, and I know I dropped the binoculars, which fortunately were hung around my neck. I backed up a few steps and tripped on the edge of an old rug, landing backwards on my butt and banging the back of my neck on an armchair as I fell. It really hurt, but I got back up in a second, fear blotting out the pain. Even without the binoculars, I could see that the figure was running toward me. The picture window in front of me started about a foot and a half off the ground and went up to only a few inches from the ceiling. It must have been 10 feet wide or wider. 
Unless that was bulletproof glass, whoever was running toward the glass would probably be able to run right through it if he was crazy enough. I wanted to go upstairs and at the same time I wanted badly to see who that was. I wanted to know why they were standing out in the rain. Were they crazy? Were they going to hurt me? I had my answer soon enough, but it was not any of the possibilities I had been considering. The figure emerged from the gray of the rain and plastered himself against the glass, arms splayed to the side, face and body pressed against the glass, screaming in a sickeningly deranged kind of fury. It was a hairy devil monster. It was not a man, but it was definitely male. It was a dog, but not a normal one. This thing was angry in an unnatural way. It either must have had a brain disease or it must have been demonic or evil somehow. It looked right at me and it seemed to be trying to push itself through the glass to get to me. Its eyes were so wide like it was in a state of shock, but its fangs were bared and it slobbered all over the glass. It had the head of a dog, but other than that, I wouldn't know what to compare the rest of it to. It was very tall and more muscular than me, but not a bodybuilder as I hear described in a lot of your stories. It was, it was sort of like a mix between an athletic man and a dog. By athletic man, I guess I mean halfway between a swimmer and a basketball player. I don't want to call him thin, but it was not fat. It seemed very wiry and capable of quick, matic movements. I remember seeing bugs all around me that I swung at. I thought this was a demon bringing flies with it, but then I realized the flies weren't real. I was just blacking out. Darkness filled the edges of my vision as I tried to run to the stairs and get to my bedroom. I woke up later, face down on the staircase. I guess that's how far I made it before passing out. Everything was dark and I could hear the heavy, unending downpour of the rain continuing. At once, I remembered the dogman and turned quickly to see that he was no longer at the picture window. I breathed a sigh of relief and got to my feet, resolving to make myself a sandwich and calm down. I contemplated calling the police, but what would I tell them? I was watching a Lon Chaney movie, then I was convinced I saw a real werewolf out the window, so then I fainted like a lady from a corny old movie. I was sitting at the kitchen table eating my sandwich when I heard what sounded like someone walking up the basement steps to the kitchen door. I raced over and bolted the door. I noticed that it had three more locks on it, which seemed especially strange for a door between a basement and a kitchen. I took advantage of their presence, however, and locked every lock available to lock. When something large hit hard against the other side of the door, I shouted in surprise and took a few steps back. Someone was in the basement. They were trying to break into the kitchen. I ran out of the kitchen and upstairs and I could hear what sounded like furious snarling or growling down there. I had no doubt it was the creature that had somehow gotten into the basement. I ran into my bedroom and locked the door behind me realizing I had left my cell phone downstairs. Fortunately there was a landline in this room so I called the police and told them there was an intruder who had broken into the basement and was trying to get into the main part of the house. They said they were sending someone out and made me stay on the line with them but it was uneventful. Around a half hour later, the cops finally arrived and I went down to let them in, terrified the entire time and jumping at everything. One of the officers stayed with me in the TV room while some others went down to the basement. They came up a while later, saying nobody was down there. They advised me to get a lock for the basement door and basically were just going to leave it at that. I asked if someone couldn't stay here on duty in case the thing came back, but 
I got dirty looks and a lecture about what their job was and how many people they had to protect. They also told me there was little chance the intruder would come back now that he had been rousted. He was probably off looking for some other place to get out of the rain by now. They sounded like they knew what they were saying, so I was lulled into thinking they were correct. I bid them a good night, and off they drove, disappearing into the dense rain. I tried to resume watching movies, but I was way too nervous and paranoid by this point. I went upstairs to the bedroom again and locked the door, even though it felt stupid to do it. I pulled out my Kindle and tried to read a book, but my mind kept wandering. What the hell was that thing I had seen? It was a monster man with a dog head. What the hell was that doing in this reality? Had it come from the lightning storm itself? That sounded really dumb, but I was trying to understand what had just happened. I heard scratching and I froze, all senses at attention. I moved my head from right to left until I could tell that the sound was coming from the next room. Maybe it was mice. I put on my shoes so the mouse couldn't bite my feet if I accidentally stepped on it. I unlocked the door and I tiptoed quietly to the next room, trying not to let the mouse know I was coming. I opened the door, peeped inside, and... nothing. As in, there was nothing in this room at all, not even old stuff being stored there. My guess was that this room was scheduled to be renovated next once they got back, so they cleared everything out and cleaned it up in preparation. Then I heard the scratching again. Now it sounded like it was coming from my room. Returning there, the sound once again sounded like it came from the next room. It dawned on me that the sound was actually coming from the wall between the two rooms. Something was inside the wall making the sound. My heart dropped as I suddenly remembered the secret passageways in this old house. The secret passageways that led to and from the basement. I grabbed the phone and called the police again. Once I got through, I explained who I was and that they had just been out to the house. I then told the dispatcher that this old house had secret passageways and now there was some sort of werewolf-type creature in the walls that was going to come out and eat me. At once I realized that sounded idiotic and I tried to rephrase it in a less crazy way when I saw the walls slide a bit. Someone or something was inside the wall trying to get out into this bedroom. Dispatcher on the phone was now mocking me. So the werewolf is going to come out of the secret passageway and eat you all up, is that it, darling? I realized that I had worded it poorly, but asked her if that was a crime that merited a death sentence. She laughed at my dramatic speech and now the wall jerked quickly a few inches to the left. Now I could see a face trying to push itself through the space it had opened up. It was a wild-eyed, dark, wet dog head baring its teeth. I dropped the phone and ran into the bathroom, locking the door behind me. I jumped into the tub and curled into a fetal position, weeping uncontrollably and preparing myself for a most unpleasant death. I prayed that the bathroom door would hold, and I prayed that the madman who built this house hadn't put any secret passageways into and out of this bathroom. Outside the door, I could hear the creature breaking things, and I just cried. The next morning, the sun was up and I could hear birds singing outside. I ached all over from my night in the tub, but it was silent throughout the house. Unlocking and opening the bathroom door with great fear, I was met at once with an overwhelming odor of wet dog. 
This caused my knees to buckle slightly and my head felt woozy. I really did not want to come face to face with that creature. Slowly, holding onto the walls and breathing with my mouth, I made my way around the house and downstairs. There were two lamps knocked down and smashed, but other than that I didn't really see too much damage. When I reached downstairs I found my cell phone which still had a 30% charge left on it. I called Uber and arranged to be picked up and brought to the train station. Then I plugged my phone into my laptop so it could recharge a bit before I got picked up. Looking in the kitchen, I saw the door completely busted from the inside as I guess this was the way the creature exited the building. The pantry had been raided. Food and ripped up boxes were strewn all over the floor. I took a picture of it and texted it to the homeowners, explaining that I had to get out of the house immediately but that the place was unsecured due to a break-in. They texted back that a neighbor was on his way over to take over for me and I ubered my butt the heck out of Monsterland. So the couple wanted me to pay for the broken lamps and doors as though I were the one who broke them. Fat chance. They act like I could have possibly caused that damage. i like to know how. Did I transform into the rampaging Hulk after being exposed to cosmic radiation, perhaps? After I told him the Dogman story, also known as The Truth, my friend who got me the house-sitting gig unfriended me from Facebook. I'm told the bunch of them now have a new crazy house-sitter meme they pass between themselves based entirely on a cruel straw-man version of myself. But humans will always be annoying, so you can't let them get to you. The main thing for me is, I survived the ordeal. I don't care if I lost the job, I don't care if I lost friends, I don't care if the jerky rich homeowners really do sue me like they say they're gonna do. The only thing I care about is that Dogman tried to attack me, and I survived to tell the tale. And that's something nobody will ever be able to take away from me. Meet the creator of Scary Stories NYC at the Northeast Comic Con, July 6th, 7th, and 8th, along with Nickety Monkety Dolans, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Monkeys movie, Head! Hooray! Also appearing, the real original Greg, Barry Williams Brady, from the Brady Six Rock Band. Hooray! It's a three-day summer party thrown by our friend, TV's famous Gary Summers from Antiques Roadshow. Aww! Ladies and gentlemen, there's only one story read by PQ River that we have left to run on this channel. PQ has indicated that he needs to get paid to continue, so if you want more stories by him, email PQ at kpqr.torc at gmail to donate to his PayPal. That's an incredibly confusing email. So if you don't reach him there, then write to me at peter at peterbernard.com and I'll connect you. You'd be donating directly to PQ. I don't even need to know what you sent him. I would just need to know how many and what kind of stories you two have agreed that I should write for him to read. PQ would then dedicate the reading to you on the show. Without your donations, PQ River cannot return to Scary Stories, so it's entirely up to you when and where he does. And now, this. Check out the audio podcast version of Scary Stories NYC, now available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and other popular podcatchers. <sighs> Attacked my 
tiny house. Scary Stories by Peter Bernard, Volume 1. Now available on Amazon in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook versions. Narrated by P.Q. River and me, Madeline Starr. Forward by TV's famous Timothy Green Beckley, better known as Mr. UFO. And if there's anyone out there who can't get enough of PQ River, search in your favorite search engine for PQ River, and you'll find plenty of podcasts, music, and weirdness. Come back, 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 come back,